This episode is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef's delicious vegan recipes are full of plant-based proteins and wholesome sides. Go to greenchef.com slash nomeat135 and use code nomeat135 to get $135 off plus free shipping. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. All right, well, let's dig in. Uh, Fritz Hortzman, uh, thank you so much for joining us today on No Meat Athlete Radio. And uh, forgive me, and, and I hope our community will forgive me. I have been dealing with uh, something like the flu all week, and I am extremely congested. So I'm going to mute myself and be blowing my nose, but I didn't want to miss this opportunity to dig into the wealth of information that you can provide as you've been coaching tens of thousands of vegans to get healthy in different ways um, as the founder of the Game Changer Academy and, and obviously a publisher of all sorts of incredible information on, on your social media platforms where you have hundreds of thousands of followers. So um, Fritz, thank you so much for making the time and welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Thanks so much for inviting me uh, on to the show, onto the um, episode and thanks also for for taking the time even though you are a bit um, congested and it just shows that you really care about bringing the value to your audience and I love to to connect with those kind of people and thanks for the kind intro too it's been it's been a journey over the past few years and it's just so so awesome to see how the plant-based space and also the the plant-based fitness space is evolving year after year and it's been it's been a fun ride along the way to see um, yeah, how people are getting results and more people are going vegan. So I uh, love the show as well. Love what you guys do. And I think we need more people like you that uh, bust some some uh, misconceptions and just talk about the good stuff. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, Fritz, thank you again. And I think the best place to start is with your journey. Uh, I'd love just to take a moment and kind of hear your story um from in, in your own words you know wherever you want to begin is great um childhood birth uh or just where you decided to to pick up a plant-based diet I, i'd love just to give our community a little uh taste of of who we're talking to today before we get into sort of the tips and tricks that you can offer around plant-based fitness absolutely yeah absolutely Gonna do that. Not gonna go all the way back to uh, to my childhood, <laughs> probably. Um, not gonna be so interesting, but definitely excited. So my name is Fritz Horstmann. I'm uh, born in Germany, and I am and I now reside in Switzerland, actually. And as a kid, I was always pretty much like the skinny guy. Um, so I was I'm pretty tall. I'm like six feet three. And I just I was super skinny and lanky, how you would call it. And that's what got me into fitness around six years ago. I realized, hey, I wanna I wanna put on some some muscle mass, I wanna get strong, and I wanna have a bigger frame. And I used to play soccer for like 10 years, um, also professionally on a pretty good level. So I was always into sports. And but as I said, I was just like a more skinny person. And then I got into fitness, and the first two years just did the normal thing, like just a lot of chicken, a lot of broccoli and like all these meat-based products and just working out in the gym and uh, the typical bro, bro bodybuilder, you could say. 
And then at some point, it's very interesting. I watched um, a German YouTuber called Karl S. It's like a pretty big fitness YouTuber back in the days. And he went vegan and he documented his whole journey on YouTube. And I was watching, I was like, wow, that's actually crazy. You can build muscle only eating plants. And like basically he showed that on his YouTube. And then he recommended the book, How Not to Die from Dr. Gregor. And that title really intrigued me. And I was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to read because I want to make sure I live my life to the fullest and to the healthiest that I can. So I read the book and by the way, highly recommend it to everyone uh, listening. Um, probably every one of you already read it. <laughs> and no, for it's me, a great book though. Yeah, it is, it is. And it really opened my eyes to what a very high meat-based diet um, and just animal-based product uh, diet can do to your health over the long term and I was eating like pounds of chicken and I was drinking like I still remember my mom um, I was living with my parents back then still and she had to buy like liters of milk every single week like just pack it like gallons of milk because I was just chugging that stuff down and I realized reading the book that that's not healthy that's not something that our body can handle over long term without getting certain side effects um, and I just pretty much decided I want to go plant-based after the book. I'm a very logical person. I was like, hey, I got all the studies there. It makes sense. So let's make it happen. And then I went to Bali, as you remember, um, with my ex-girlfriend for like a month. I was like, hey, this is the perfect timing. I would just try veganism for a month there. And anyone who's been to Bali know how, how, amazing, how amazing the vegan food there is and how many options there are. And then I came back from Bali. I was like, hey, my fridge is empty. I feel amazing. I still have all the muscle a bit before. I might as well keep going, right? And that's how my, my whole vegan journey started. And funnily enough, at the same time, I started my, my social media as well. So I started documenting, hey, can you actually um, gain muscle, lose fat on a plant-based diet? I started posting on Instagram. And um, initially, actually, after that month in Bali, I was struggling. Uh, so it wasn't like the all sunshine and rainbows that you see a lot on Instagram with other <laughs> influencers, maybe that are like, Hey, like I'm eating plant-based. I'm so healthy and so in shape for me. When I first went vegan, um, after the month of Bali, I gained like 30 pounds of weight in four months time. And keeping in mind, I was already into fitness. So it wasn't like I was a couch potato, just eating unhealthy food all day. I was already eating plant-based and I was eating all the healthy foods. Like I was eating lentils and whole grain pasta and quinoa and veggies. And I was still gaining weight every single week. I was feeling uh, bloated. I was not feeling good. And that kept going for another like six months or so. So I faced a point at the 10 month or like a year mark where I was like, huh, like, can I keep doing this? Or is the vegan diet just not made for me? And that's where I realized, hey, I want to keep going because I believe in the values, right? So I went plant-based for health first, but I realized along the way, obviously, you say all the animals, you do something amazing for the planet. And I didn't want to quit because those are my values. So I really dug in. I got a coach to help me discover what I'm doing wrong. I researched for hours and hours on end, like how to properly eat plant-based, get all the nutrients and not gain any weight. And then I figured it out finally. And um, over the last... Yeah, four or five years. Um, I built my own physique, made sure it's everything's based on science. I'm giving my body what it needs, being in the best shape. And then along the way, I realized 
wow, there's so many other vegans are going through the same struggle I am. And after going through a nutrition certification and getting more coaching, I then built my coaching program for vegans. Um, so that's the whole story. That's uh, my life over the past few years. And uh, it's, um, it's definitely been a ride. Well, I, I mean, there's no better question except uh, what, what did you figure out? What, what was the secret? What were you doing wrong that, that helped you transform from you know, that, that weight gaining uh, process to obviously now where, where you're at? Yes. What's the secret? Good question. So <laughs> there's a lot of things um, which are simple to, to change right away. Mm, I would say one of the things I needed to realize, which I still see a lot. So um, I talk to a lot of people every day on Instagram. I love to be in touch with my community. I'm always doing Q and A's and asking, um, yeah, how can I support you best? And always um, messaging with people. Um, and with people obviously talk to us about the program as well. So what comes up a lot is that people are saying, and that was the same for me, like I'm eating healthy, but I'm still gaining weight. So a lot of vegans are not necessarily only eating Oreos or fries or like being junk food vegans. A lot of vegans have very good intentions. They go in and they eat all the whole foods and all the stuff that you see they should be eating like the quinoa and the, the nuts and the seeds. And that's all awesome. I mean, those foods are healthy and should be definitely part of your healthy diet. What I realized though, and what was my biggest realization is that whole foods have calories too, right? So what I'm saying is how our body works is we burn a certain amount of energy every single day by existing, by moving our body, by exercising, right? And that's what we call TDEE, right? So total daily energy expenditure. And we consume energy in terms of, uh, in the form of food, right? So when you consume more energy in, in form of food, than you burn with moving or just existing, then what's going to happen is the energy has to go somewhere, right? That's where we learn the physics in school. Energy can't just disappear. It has to go somewhere. So it goes onto your body in terms of fat storage. And that's how you gain weight and, and gain fat, basically. And I didn't realize that. I was like, yeah, I'm eating, I'm drinking smoothies. I'm eating all the healthy Pokeballs. Why am I getting weight? Like I, I thought the whole foods are just low in calorie. They're healthy. So I would just have a healthy look. But if you understand this, then the world is open to you. If you understand energy balance, then you can eat the foods you like, which should mostly be healthy whole foods. But you can also have some other things that we can maybe talk about later and be in amazing shape. And most importantly, also be in good energy and good health. So it's not just about looks. I also believe you need to feel good in your body. And I didn't feel good. I felt bloated. I felt tired. And I realized that whole foods have calories too. That was my biggest, biggest learning. There was a few other ones along the way. But that's something that I think a lot of vegans um, need to yeah, just realize. And that's what helped me the most. Huh, yeah, it's amazing. And, and I saw a, a social media post that um, you had uh, uh, made essentially calling that out that whole foods versus macros. Um, I'm curious if you can expand on that. Or what is what is your approach? What is a, a day in the life for Fritz when it comes to 
macros. I mean, do you do you weigh out all of your sweet potatoes every day? Do you do you keep a food journal? Like how how does one, you know, kind of apply that uh, philosophy in in the daily life? Yes, awesome question. So currently, I do not weigh stuff anymore. So since I've been doing this for the past few years, um, I've been able to develop unconscious competence, which basically means that I, when I look at food, I know roughly like how much will serve my goals and in terms of portion sizes and which foods to go for. But I can dive more into that later, um, later on. And that's what we want to get you to, right? So a lot of people think that you got to either track your food or you got to be off track, right? But if you do it right, there should be an evolution. So how we do it is we encourage tracking food initially to just understand nutrition. Because I think, and personally, the best way to learn, understand nutrition, in my opinion, is to actually track it and understand how portion sizes work and what nutrients are in your food. And once you understand that, then you can progress to being more intuitive about your food, listening to your body. Because who wants to track their food or weigh it out, right? Like no one wants to do that. And I don't want either. So that's what the current standpoint is. Now, how I got there is how macros, how the approach works is that you have a macronutrient-based framework, which basically means what are macros, carbs, fats, and protein. Alcohol is a macronutrient too, but we don't, we don't count that really. Um, shouldn't really be part of a healthy diet anyway. So you want to optimize your carbs, fats, and protein depending on to your goal. And how do you determine those numbers? We look at the science. So we are very science-based um, in our content, our program, because that's what we have. That's information that we can work with. Obviously, the world is always evolving. There might be new science coming out in a few years that might say something different. But at the current state of the, of the art, you could say, there's different numbers that work best for certain goals. So there's a certain protein amount that will be best for your goals if you want to lose fat and gain muscle. There's a certain fat amount that's healthy and carbs as well. And if you then set it up so it works for you and for your current standpoint, so you might, like everybody's different. So it's not the same for everybody. Some people might need more protein, some need some less, depending on where they want to go, what the goal is. But if you then have this framework, then it basically demystifies nutrition. So I think a lot of people in the current landscape, like there's so much information, right? There's so much, like if you should do that, like do juice dieting, do 80, 10, 10. Um, you got to do whole foods only. You got to do vegan keto. Like what is it, right? And if you have this framework based on macros, then you can just eat whatever you like. As long as it fits into that framework, you will see the results. And that basically demystifies nutrition and actually drives results Based, based on science. So that's what macros really mean in the end. They give you just a North Star to work towards to every day and demystify nutrition. Hey everybody, Doug here interrupting to thank our sponsors. We've teamed up with Green Chef with fresh produce, premium vegan proteins and organic ingredients you can trust. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash nomeat135 and use code NOMEAT135 to get $135 off plus free shipping. Green Chef provides the most sustainable meal kits by offsetting 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Plus, their pre-portioned ingredients mean you'll actually reduce your food waste 
by at least 25% compared to grocery store shopping. Green Chef saves you time by cutting down on weekly meal planning, prepping, and grocery shopping. My family and I are huge Green Chefs fans. I was blown away by how delicious their vegan recipes are. They are not just throwing together some vegetables. They are thoughtfully putting together. These are delicious, incredible meals that my family and I look forward to. We even save the recipes to try to mimic some of the sides and things like that when we're not eating Green Chef. It is a really fun way to try new flavors, to try new ingredients, to try outside-of-the-box recipes that you probably wouldn't be cooking on your own. I love it every time my Green Chef order arrives. And while everybody in my family is vegan, that may not be the case for you. If you have members of your household that eat differently, you can now order meals that suit every lifestyle all in one box. Green Chef's expert chefs curate every recipe so you can enjoy restaurant-quality dishes at home without compromising flavor. Go to greenchef.com slash nomeat135 and use code nomeat135 to get $135 off plus free shipping. All right, with that, let's go back to Matt Tolman and the interview. So you've knocked out most of the questions I have because I wanted to get into your your number one tip for healthy weight loss and your number one tip for building muscle. But it sounds like it all just comes down to, you know, dialing in nutrition and eating according to those to those macros. You think that's that's the right assessment? Yeah, that's, that's a good assessment. Absolutely. I can still give like a number one tip, um, which I think is something that I'm very a big fan of is making things simple. So if you're listening to this right now, there's so many things you can do. I think if you can take one thing away from this, especially, especially as a vegan, I think it would be valuable for you to look at your meals and have a protein source with every meal that you eat. Why? Protein is one of the most important macronutrients because it basically like it has obviously a lot of functions in the body. Uh, so your body functions uh, properly, but also it builds muscle, it retains muscle, and it's the, the most satisfying macronutrient. So when you have protein with every meal, what that allows you to do, it makes you basically build muscle or retain muscle, but you also are satisfied throughout the day. So a lot of vegans that we talk to, they're like, I'm just constantly hungry. Like I'm constantly snacking, constantly tired. And one of the main reasons is because they're not having protein with every meal. So if you can do that, you will feel the difference immediately. Like if you take one thing away from this podcast, give it a try for a week and you will immediately feel, you'll feel more energized, more satisfied and protein sources you can use. There's a lot of them. Um, I'm a big fan of lean vegan protein sources, such as tofu, tempeh, seitan, um, protein powder, certain fake meats that don't have too many additives, depending on the brand, and some other, like, yeah, basically some other fake meats. Lentils and beans, that's a whole different topic. Um, I mean, it's, it definitely fits in here. It's always a, a triggering topic for a community. Um, it splits the community a bit, but they're not really protein sources. If you look at the numbers, um, they are more of a carb source. And a lot of vegans, unfortunately, use lentils and legumes and beans as their main protein source, which leads to them undershooting the protein, um, being hungry, and not being able to see the results with the health that they want. So I would say that would be the number one tip if you're trying to lose weight on a plant-based diet. And that's something you can apply uh, right away. Awesome. Um, you know, I know from my own uh 
efforts um, and and also from the I mean thousands of people who we've worked with over the past few years. <laughs> one of the number one challenges for folks when it comes to plant-based fitness is building muscle. And I think it generally, you know, the the conclusion is that people are not getting enough protein. And I, you know, again, um, I don't think most people need all that much protein to be clear. Um, you know, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a dirty word in the vegan community. Cause like, you know, uh, where, where do you get your protein? Right. Well, you know, most people on a normal diet, especially if longevity is your goal, you don't need that much protein, right? But if muscle building, right, muscle, you know, protein synthesis, right, building, you know, like you said, changing your your frame, right, you know, uh, gaining 10, 20 pounds, right, like, that's not a longevity uh, uh, goal, right? That's that's very different. And, and it requires a different approach to nutrition. Um, and hopefully it's a short-term goal, right? And you're, you're going to build a muscle. Maybe then you, you can pull back your, your protein intake on a, on a day-to-day basis after you accomplish that goal. So I just, I always want to start with that preface because, you know, so many people, you know, I think, uh, they, they look at that as like, you know, some sort of criticism of the, the plant-based diet. It's not, it's just like you say, it's all about knowing what is your goal and attuning your diet accordingly for a period of time, right? And and so if your goal is, like I say, longevity, you probably don't need to eat 180 grams of, of protein every day, right? <laughs> um, now, if your goal is is to gain muscle, you know, doing that calculation, looking at your your body weight, looking at how many uh, grams of protein are required, you know, like you say, knowing the science and and getting clear on, you know, broadly what your macros should look like is really important. And I've seen, you know, I've been able to change my body and, and train for endurance events versus putting on muscle accordingly. So I'm, I'm 100% agreement. So with all of that said, to make sure people know that we're not talking about general daily life, we're talking about eating for a specific goal, like building muscle. I, I'm curious, what is your take on uh, hitting those macros because every time I've ever calculated my macro intake based on good science, right? The, the protein grams per day is pretty high. I mean, it's over a hundred. Again, it depends on what calculator you're using and your body weight and whatever. And yet if you're trying to get that from whole food sources, especially it is very, very difficult in my experience because, you know, whether you're eating a vegan diet or not, it's just, you know, uh, that supplemental protein shake, for instance, is very, very useful. So I'm just curious if you can speak to all or any of that and, and give your approach or any tips that you have in terms of getting that protein count up, hopefully as, you know, and uh, with as much whole foods as as possible, because I've always I've always struggled with that, and in the cases where I've really really focused on trying to build muscle quickly, I found myself drinking you know two protein shakes a day, which even then is only you know maybe 30, 45 at most you know fifty grams of protein from that supplemental 
source, um, you know, and then adding on top of that, your whole foods and, and all of a sudden you realize you've got to be eating constantly, <laughs> you know, um, which is very hard for me. I don't like eating, you know, I, I like working, um, I, you know, and it, it's always a nuisance to do meal prep and that kind of stuff. So maybe I'm a little bit different that way, but, but yeah, uh, again, um, feel free to, to dive in at any of those points, mm -hmm. but curious your, your thoughts just in general. Yes, <laughs> love that. Um, I can totally relate. So since I'm 6'3", and if I want to put on muscle, I need to eat like 4,000 calories or something. So it comes to a point where that's definitely not not fun anymore. But that's like, like you said, not everybody wants to build that much muscle. And um, everybody has different goals, right? So I think it's always important. I think this is a great message um, in general to just reflect on what's important for you. And then putting that into motion. So just because you see someone on Instagram, like being like super jacked and like working out all day, um, you might have family and you might have a, a job and you might not want to, to be as big. So you don't need to do the same things that that person is, is doing. Um, so the totally, totally believe in that. So that's what I believe in. I believe in an approach that delivers results, but it's also something that's lifestyle friendly you can do over the long term because that's something that will create those results. Um, the longer you do something, the more successful you're going to be at it. So maybe it's helpful if I can just guide through my uh, typical food of eating of me, for example, right now. So for me, for breakfast, I'm having a smoothie, um, which is basically blueberries, uh, frozen veggie, veggies mix, uh, protein powder, and peanut butter, like super, super simple. I'm a simple guy. I believe in simplicity. Um, I don't really like all the fancy stuff like putting putting all this extra stuff in my smoothies. I just want to keep it simple. Those are the nutrients I need. And then for lunch, usually what I'm having is just a carb source. So like either potatoes or rice with some veggies again, um, broccoli or spinach, and then having a protein source such as tofu, tempeh, seitan, or fake meat. Then as a snack, which I believe is also like a quick um, nugget on the side, of course, vegan, vegan nuggets. Um, having a plant snack is going to make such a big difference for you if you're trying to like stay satisfied and lose weight on a plant-based diet because I see a lot of vegans um, snacking on like some bananas here, some dates here, some nuts here, some seeds there. And those foods are healthy, but very calorie dense if consumed over a certain time period. So what I like to do is just having a plant snack that is in the afternoon, like between three to 5 p.m. that satisfies me, gives me energy, and um, keeps me in check for the day. So I'm having another smoothie actually for snacks, the same smoothie as for breakfast. I'm a smoothie lover. And then for dinner, I have whatever I like. Basically, either I go to a restaurant, like to an Asian restaurant, have like um, veggies, veggies to fry there. I might have a burger like sometime in the week. Um, I might make my own food at home. So I like to basically save my calories up to dinner so I can just enjoy what I like for, for dinner and not have spent quote unquote all my, all my calories earlier on in the day. That's how I think about my day and going to your question. How do you now hit your protein? I think there's a few things here. Mm, I don't believe that protein powder is bad per se having your diet mainly based on whole foods and then having some supplemented protein is totally okay. And I think two scoops, 
or even three scoops is not going to hurt you. If you think about it, protein powder is just isolated protein, right? So olive oil, for example, is also just isolated fat, basically. It's only fat. So a lot of people like to, it's also another whole to different topic for a different podcast, maybe. But it's interesting. This I don't know if you've heard about it before. You probably have. Um, but it's called the appeal to nature fallacy, um, where basically what it states is that people sometimes use something being natural means that it's good, right? And I think a lot of vegans are in that uh, way of thinking. And it's really a fallacy because if you think about it, earthquakes, monsoons, viruses are all natural. Does it mean they're good, quote unquote? Right? <laughs> Um, I mean, aspirin and pacemakers and surgery isn't natural. So are they bad for us? Right? So it doesn't mean like natural food isn't necessarily better than processed food just because it's natural. So, and also what does natural mean anyway? Right? So I think a lot of vegans are scared of supplements and of processed foods for no good reason. Um, I think and going back to the topic, Having protein shakes, I think, will definitely help you to protein. And having sources like tofu, tempeh, seitan, which are high in protein and lentils and beans, um, will also help you. So if your goal is 100 grams plus, I would say have one to two shakes and have two meals with a lean protein source, such as, again, tofu, tempeh, seitan, um, or fake meat. And of course, if you then add lentils and beans in there too, as a carb source in there, then you easily hit those numbers. Um, but Matt, I can totally relate. Like I, I really struggle with this. I, that's why I gained so much weight. I was like eating. If you see pictures of the food, I would love, I love to show pictures on this podcast. I, I had bowls with just like quinoa stacked on peas, stacked on lentils, stacked on uh, hummus and all these whole foods just to get 50 grams of protein and had like, a, like two kilos of food, 80 grams of fiber. 1500 calories for like 50 grams of protein so i can totally relate and um i i was able to to realize how to how to go about it but that's those are my thoughts on on the whole topic um if that makes sense yeah no trust me i i'm yeah we we think similarly on that and i have certainly struggled uh with you know just the the volume that you have to eat to to try to reach macros in a totally whole food manner. And I know that'll be a, a controversial topic because certainly we, we are very much a whole food plant-based philosophy. Uh, you know, that's what we, we promote. Um, but at the same time, like we said, it's, you know, for a short period of time for, for three weeks, for six weeks, if your goal is to accomplish this and, and the convenience, right. Um, of, of having a protein shake, you know, to help you accomplish that goal. I, I certainly don't think that every person like we talked about every day for their entire life should be eating, um, you know, that, that amount of, of protein, but there are goals and, you know, sometimes you do crazy things, right? Um, there's nothing natural about running a hundred miles either, but you know, mm -hmm. that can be enjoyable too. <laughs> so, yeah. so before, before we run out of time, let's transition to the other side. Cause I'd love, um, to uh well actually one one uh one one question for you um which is not on the nutrition front but staying on the theme of 
of building muscle. Um, I have uh, recently in my last uh, experiment focused on time under tension in the gym. So for, for listeners, that's literally how much um, your muscle is under tension. So contracting um, or, or I guess the opposite of contracting, but, but creating that, that tension um, that oftentimes if you're, if you're doing reps in a, in a gym um, or with body weights, uh, you know, you can crank out those, those eight or 10 or 12 reps pretty quickly. And you're not actually, uh, putting your muscle under tension for, for long enough to elicit the, the hormonal or other kind of muscle fiber response that you're looking for. And, and I've actually seen really surprising results, um, for, for myself. Um, it's brutal. I went through this with, um, our uh one of our team members who was visiting me recently and uh you know i start my my wrist watch with a timer for um a minute 30 seconds so 90 seconds um and then i just hold the weight you know at various uh points but making sure that i maintain that that tension for 90 seconds and man the burn that it creates is really, I mean, it's addictive in some ways. Um, it's really uh, pleasurable in, in kind of a sick way, um, but it's also, you know, just painful. Um, and and the team member that I uh, took through this program um, was just, yeah, he did not have fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm curious, when you go into the gym, you're looking to build muscle, What what is your approach? And, you know, curious if you've had any experience with that sort of yeah approach that that really focuses less on reps and more so on you know kind of um total time under tension yes very good question i love that time under tension is a very very powerful tool to get more squeeze out of each rep and out of each exercise so i think a lot of people they might go exercise but then like you said they just go like quick with the reps and just by nature, if you go too quick, you're not fully engaging the muscle and you're also probably breaking up the form and a muscle is only fully stimulated if you do the full range of motion. And that's, I'm a big fan. I'm a huge fan of time and attention and going very slow and controlled with your movements um, and not over, over rushing them because again, the stimulation won't be there. So love that. Definitely agree. When it comes to how I approach training, I think I can break it down to um, two simple things. First is the frequency of training. So basically how often you're training each muscle group. So if your goal is to gain muscle or even also to tone up. So you might be listening to this podcast. You're like, ah, Matt, Fritz, I don't really want to gain muscle. Like I really want to like tone up more. I don't want to have like too big of a bulky look. And you got to realize that toning up happens when you build muscle. So that's where the toning effect comes in. And how you do that is firstly with the right frequency. So if you train each muscle group two to three times per week, then you're basically activating muscle protein synthesis and it takes around 72 hours, 48 to 72 hours to probably for a muscle to recover from its stimulation. So basically you have, you can train it every two to three days. And if you do that throughout the week, then that's the maximum stimulation you can give it to, to grow. So I see some people 
unfortunately, only training a muscle group once a week. So they might do like, hey, Monday is my chest day. And then I don't train chest for another week. That's okay. I mean, it's better than not training. I mean, absolutely love it. Um, but it's not getting to the full potential. If you really want to grow your chest in this example, then train it two to three times a week and do different exercises. So maybe Monday you do a bench press with a barbell. And then on Wednesday, you might do um, incline bench press with dumbbell. And then maybe on Friday, if you have another small portion um, like chest flies, for example, and then you stimulate your chest three times a week. And that will create more growth than just stimulating it once. Now, a caveat to this, if you don't want to grow a certain muscle group that much, you might be like, hey, Fritz, like, I want to get toned. Um, maybe some woman that we talk to say, hey, I want to get toned, but I don't want to have like these big quads like some lifters have. So then we look at it and we're like, okay, cool. So we don't need to train your quads as often, like we still need to train them, but as often as other muscle groups maybe. So you can also use this for your advantage. Um, that's the first thing I would say. Look that you train each muscle group two to three times a week. And then I would encourage you to look at how much sets, like how many sets are you actually doing which for each muscle group every single week. That's basically what you call volume. And there's an optimal amount that science shows. And it says it should be 10 to 20 sets per muscle per week. 10 to 20 sets per muscle per week. Okay, so you can do the math on that. If you do Monday, three sets times um, times 10 bench press, already have three sets, then three sets on, on Wednesday, and then maybe you do four sets on Friday, and that comes out to 10 sets. And if you do that, combined with the frequency, based on science, that will just lead to more results versus just doing like random workouts. So that's how I approach um, my exercise and also the exercise for our clients. And of course, last point here, it should be fun for you. So it should be a way of exercising that you enjoy. So you don't need to strength train in the gym. If you don't like to, you can work out from home, you can calisthenics, you can do um, running as well. So I'm a big fan of all kinds of exercise, but if you're looking to get toned and build muscle, obviously strength training is, um, yeah, is the way to go. Awesome. So as we, run out of time here let's transition briefly to weight loss because um probably you know a lot of our plant-based endurance athletes who are listening today um they may not uh have the highest goal around weight loss but certainly if we look at you know 72 percent of the u.s population is overweight or obese with 42 percent are obese uh weight loss is a very important topic. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and certainly for those of us who are fit, but maybe have always had that extra 10 pounds that we've wanted to get rid of to really kind of tone and, and uh, attain that, um, that, that look, that, that more impressive look, because as you've pointed out, it's sometimes easy to, to kind of have that skinny vegan look, but not necessarily that, that toned. And so for those folks who are listening, who, who say, you know, I, I really want that six pack this summer for the first time, not everybody, but those who, who maybe have that goal, what, what is your advice for those folks that, um, you know, and again, maybe it's just as simple as comes back to macros, but would love to hear what you've seen in your clients that has really helped them kind of, um, transform their bodies in that way. Yes, right on. Absolutely. So I can be very specific here. I love to be give action items that people can apply right away. So if you listen to this right now, then 
maybe if you can take a few notes if you're driving right now definitely do not take notes on this um but here are the numbers so i would go about like this take your current body weight in pounds and multiply that by 15 that will give you the rough estimate of your daily expenditure obviously it's not a million percent accurate but it's a great starting point and that's basically your oh my god they just started <laughs> it's all it's all good we'll, we'll roll with it wait okay they just stopped this is so crazy like they've never done this i've just moved here and now the first podcast i do they, <laughs> they do it okay well um maybe you can cut this out or something hopefully they'll stop um so should I just restart yeah yeah go for the uh 180 times 15 Exactly. So take your current body weight in pounds and multiply it by 15. That will give you a daily energy expenditure, basically what you burn every single day. And then if your goal is to lose the last few pounds, get the six pack, then I would recommend you take off 20 to 30% of that. So let's do an example. Let's say your number comes out to be uh, 2,500. Then you take that number and you multiply it by, let's say, let's go 20%, by 0.2. So that's 500 calories, and you subtract that from your number. So that's basically 2,500 minus 500 is 2,000. And that is your calorie goal to lose fat and to, to get toned, basically. Um, and if you track your food in an app like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer, you'll be able to see, okay, as long as I stay within that range, I'll be able to lose weight. And if you then keep your protein high, have a protein source with every meal, then you will, you will lose fat and you will get more toned. And that's just the simplest answer I can give. Um, there's a lot of things I could say like, hey, it depends and all that, but I want to be specific. So calculate it out, get a 20% deficit going, and then get lean. Okay, fair enough. Um, and what about last question? Uh, supplements um so obviously we think a lot about supplementation and i'm curious uh um for vegans in general but also uh any any specific tips that maybe you have related to losing weight or gaining muscle um anything uh you know that you've seen be particular everyone's always looking for for a way to cheat right uh, for a faster way to accomplish the goals um, so have you, uh, but, but also just general supplementation tips would be, uh, great. Absolutely. Yeah. So the few supplements I recommend when your goal is to tone up and lose weight as a vegan, I mean, that's the basic ones you probably talked about before in your podcast. I would definitely recommend B12, vitamin D3, uh, omega three is crucial as well. If you're trying to get toned, um, because it's very anti-inflammatory. So a lot of people just get the omega-3 from flax seeds and walnuts and all that. And that's great, but you want to have EPA and DHA. That's what you want to get from omega-3. Those are the fatty acids. And the thing is that flax seeds and walnuts and chia seeds, they come with ALA omega-3, which has to convert it into EPA, DHA and what you want. So I definitely recommend an EPA, DHA-based omega-3 supplement from um, basically algae. That's where you get it from. 
And besides that, I would take creatine five gram a day. Um, it's one of the best research supplements that's out there. And it shows across the board, it increases your power output, your strength in your workouts, which will obviously lead to um, more fat loss and more muscle gain, right? Uh, protein powder is something we talked about. I think it's super helpful, makes your life easier. And is also tasty if you get the right one. And I'm thinking which one would be helpful as well. I think those are the, the biggest ones. Those are the biggest ones you can definitely apply and see great results with. There's not going to be a magic supplement that's going to help you burn fat. You got to put in the work and you got to follow the nutrition guidelines and track your food. But if you use those five supplements I just mentioned, then you're in a very good spot to, to see amazing results. Well, I would I would challenge you that creatine is one of those magic pills. Um, I've always been very careful. Uh, creatine doesn't. Uh, yeah, I just I get super dehydrated, um, and I have to drink like two gallons of water a day. <laughs> but <laughs> that that stuff works. Um, it is amazing. And actually, I just saw a new um, uh, peer reviewed study that actually showed that uh, creatine uh, supplementation with vegans um, uh, is a um, actually uh, was positively correlated with lowering homocysteine, um, which homocysteine obviously contributes to um, uh, angiogenesis and plaque in your cardiovascular system. So very interesting research that has absolutely nothing to do with building muscle uh, more so has to do with, you know, maybe there's a, uh, there's less creatine in a typical um, plant-based diet, uh, since obviously creatine is most often found in red meat. Um, and so maybe there's something around um, heart health and a very, very low dose, like maybe just one, two grams, nothing more um, for your, your typical vegan. So I'm going to be digging a little bit more into that. I, I found it very very interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I love that. And I agree, like, you're right. And creatine is the closest thing you can get to a magic pill um, because there's so much good uh, science on it. So, yeah, totally agree. It's awesome. Great. Well, um, as we run out of time, Fritz, thank you so much for, for spending uh, a little bit of time with us this morning. Um, obviously, folks can find you at Fritz Horstman. Uh, that's at F-R-I-T-Z underscore Horstman, which is H-O-R-S-T-M-A-N-N. Uh, I bet if they just search at Fritz underscore, they'll, they'll probably be able to find you. That's on Instagram where I've been following you, but um, where else can folks find you if they want to learn more about your journey or how they might work with you as a, as a coach? Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's uh, the name is a handful, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah. On Instagram, I think it's the best place to go to um, because you find everything that we do there um, post content every single day. But since you listen to a podcast right now, I will recommend you to check out my podcast, the plant-based fitness secrets podcast, where I dive into yeah the secrets of losing fat, building mass in a plant-based diet. And I share uh, my biggest learnings having worked with over like thousands of vegans by now. Um, so if you check out that podcast, you should be getting a lot of value and learning more for your own journey. And if you want to apply for coaching work with me and my team, you can go to my website, fritzhorseman.com. So just my name, fritzhorseman.com. 
and you can book a free call and we can see um, if or how we can help you and uh, go from there. So thanks so much, Matt. Awesome. Well, thank you, Fred, for all you do to, to bring a, a positive message. Um, you know, we need more folks like you uh, showing that this diet works for, for all stages of life and no matter your, your goals. So thanks for everything you do to promote it for our community. And I very much look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much for having me on. Like I said, I really love what you guys do with the podcast and um, I'm yeah, I'm inspired and I'm glad I could uh, deliver some value and some goods for you guys as well. And I'm excited to have you on my podcast uh, soon as well. So um, thank you so much for everything, Matt, and thanks for the invite. Great. Looking forward to it.